Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chocolate Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. Now in this week's episode, we're joined by postgraduate student Mark Dolan and Dr. Frank Campion to give us an update on ongoing work examining finishing hillbred lambs on a range of forage crops. We get an update on the crop yield and utilisation this year and the reason for some of the differences they observed. We discuss lamb performance across the different crops and how they've been managed up to this point. Now with the recent cold snap has posed a lot of challenges and Frank and Mark discussed managing the crops during this period and what last impact the severe frost has had or likely will have on the crops themselves. We move on to discuss the suitability of this system to finish later hillbred lambs and what kind of carcass weights have been achieved over the past number of years. We start off with Mark Gimmons, a bit of background to the project itself and what crops they're grazing. I am in third year of my PhD and the final trial period of the PhD also. So we're, we're doing the trials here in, in Chagas and Athenry with Frank Campion and also in conjunction with Tommy Boland in UCD. So I suppose the overall object, objective would be to sort of monitor performance of hillbred lambs offered a range of different uh, diets. So what we've done, we have six different uh, dietary, dietary treatments. So we have three brassica crops, which are forage rape, hybrid brassica and kale. So the hybrid brassica, other known as red start, which is a hybrid between the other t- two crops. And then we also have two perennial ryegrass treatments. So we have a permanent pasture and a newly reseeded sport. And we also have an, an indoor group on ad lib concentrate. So we're just looking at the performance across the different diets. We're also looking at greenhouse gas emissions and also a bit on meat quality. There's a lot going on in Mark. It's certainly something of interest in the last number of years. I know it's a continuation of work finishing lands. But look, just give us a little bit of benchmark. We had you on before with this. And as you said, it's the third year you're into it. How has the yields done this year on these crops? How was it relative to last year? Just give us a bit of a snapshot. So we'd be very happy with the yields to date. I suppose last year you'd be looking at yields between six and seven ton um, a hectare. So this year we're actually up. So we're, the, the, the lowest yield there is 7.5, right up to 8.7 ton um, per hectare. So we're look, this year we have a great improvement in utilisation too. So we would have been a bit low last year, but this is down to many factors. So when I say low, between 50 and 60%. This was mainly driven, I suppose, by the, the, the stem and leaf ratio. So we did a bit of work here on this. So we look, we, we seen that the higher the yield, the lower uh, utilisation we were getting. And this is down to the crop being uh, very stemmy. So you're looking about 55% stem in the crop. And when you, then you throw back to this year then, it's the other way around. So about 55% leaf and we're getting up to 70% utilisation. So that's the main factor really there. And it's increasing carrying capacity as a result. Do you think, like, just, I suppose I should have stepped back a step for you, like, this crop went in early enough in the year. Big difference in yield. What are you putting that down to? So I suppose, look here, we've seen very good crop yields this year, you know, compared to last year. One of the, you know, one of the challenges we face with brassica crops is that you have to stay changing ground because you lead to a build-up of disease, club root in particular. So we had to move to a new block of ground this year. That could potentially influence it. But also, it was a very good summer in Atenry for growth and for growth of these type of crops compared to maybe the south and the east where they would have had a drought. We didn't have that and the drier conditions really suited these crops while we're still getting a small bit of rain. So there's a number of factors like that that can influence it and it's it's probably something we need to look at further now is the effect of the crop yield on the performance of the lambs and something we'll do in the future years hopefully. Yeah, it just goes to show it can be variable Frank. It can be very variable yeah you know and it's worth bearing in mind and doing further work on it because you know when people are putting these in relying on it for finishing or feeding the o's it's something that you know has to be factored in with it 
Look, just and you touched on it there in terms of being better utilization. How are you managing that grazing wise? Like lambs went on to this when maybe just what kind of numbers of lambs did you put onto it? When did you start grazing? So on each treatment we have seventy five lambs per treatment. This is a mix of Scottish blackface lambs and your Texel Cross Hill lambs, so which is the Hill Tex lambs. So initially they would have been bought in in August, stored on grass for a period up until about October. So the start of October then they would have been acclimatized to the crops. So I suppose just to touch on this quickly, it's very important to, to do to, to give them a acclimatization period, you know, introduce them gradually to the crop, not just put them in and let them off. So give them a run back to grass, introduce them gradually up until about a week to 10 days. Um, and then from then on, then really we're giving them two day, two day breaks. So we've just the poly wire and the poly post up ahead of them for two days. And um, this is all done by measurement. So we take um, measurements twice a week. So then we're able to see how much they need. And it's all based off the utilizable yield. Okay. So yeah, yeah kind of keeping a regular track of what's because and just be a bit conclusive. Is what can area have you in for them 75 lambs? So we've about 2.8 hectares for, for the 75 okay. lambs. So we've four paddocks per, per, per treatment. So the two-day breaks, Mark, that's, look, it's polywire, four strands or three strands. And I'm assuming there's a bit of forage provided there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Here and Look, at it's it's important to add a fibre source as these crops, they're you know, high in sugars, highly uh, digestible. So we just add ad-lib straw. They don't need a huge amount of it, but it's just important to have it, um, just to have it for them. We would have done work on, let's say, rumen function there a few weeks ago. And looking at the room pH and they're all bang on normal. So we're happy enough with how it's going. In terms of managing the crop the last few weeks, look, it, was go- it is going well, as you can see from the utilisation figures. Um, sometimes tricky with, with high rainfall. And obviously now it's, it's getting challenging with, with the colder weather. But um, yeah, it went fairly well so far. That's what I was just going to ask you. Like you said there, okay, the crop itself, you have better leaf ratio. So that's going to help utilisation. But to be fair, Barra, Bit of a blip there in late October. You started off in good conditions, and up until this week, conditions were fairly good as well for grazing. Like that had to be a big help this year, relative to last year. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, look, what I suppose we're lucky enough in the last couple of years that we did get good favourable weather for these type type of forages. But you know, as you said, late October there with a lot of rainfall, it does make it very challenging, and you just need to keep on top of it. You know. Um, so, Even if it gets too messy, bring it back to one day break. You know, keep keep them moving through and keep keep them going as best as you can. You know, Mark's talked there about giving the two day breaks and measuring it out in front of them, like, and that's all very important. And to some people, that will seem like an awful lot of work. But what we've seen over the years is not only does that help get the best performance out of lamb in terms of they're constantly getting access to fresh parts of the crop, leafy parts of the crops, but you're getting better utilization when you do get them challenging periods. Then, so when it gets very wet, like you are keeping them moving every couple of days and even at times in very wet weather in previous years, we've went back to moving them every day. So it does keep the utilization of the crop up and also keeps the performance of the lambs up when you get them challenging weather periods. That's what I was just going to say, Frank, probably like at a commercial level, you're probably giving them more breaks than most would do. But I suppose you explained there, there is pros to it. That's assuming if you get right, I suppose you could maybe go a little bit too hard otherwise. And maybe just on that, like how tight are you grazing these crops? So look at the idea being when 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 the lads go out in the morning to, to move the, the wire, they don't want the lambs absolutely trying to bounce through the wire that they've been hungry overnight. We're looking that they're just probably coming to the end of their, their previous break. So that means that they're, they've all the leaf gone or as much as they're going to eat the leaf gone and they're grazing down the stemmy part of it. I suppose it takes a little bit of trial and error and we would have seen that particularly in the first couple of years, you know, to make sure that we're getting the allocations right. 
and I suppose it's just a matter of keeping a good eye on it. Uh, and, you know, once the big thing with it is, Kieran, is you have to know what you're going into, you know. So it's about knowing what yield you have, and that's going out and taking your measurement, not throwing an eye on it, actually taking a couple of quadrants and weighing it. And then I suppose it's about matching it to what the number of lambs you have and just, you know, a little bit of trial and error until you get it set up. But once you get it going, then it's generally fairly consistent. To digress just slightly, I might just come back on the performance aspect of the booties in a moment, but relative to the crops, like how have the grass crops performed this back end? You have a new reseed in, you have old permanent pasture. How have they been managed relative to the crops and how far are you through it? So at the minute, Kieran. They would have went on, on the treatment at the same time as the crops. The permanent pasture housed just there last week, so they have all their, their four paddocks out. Um, the reseed are still still going through the rotation. So the way we manage it is we just we split the field into three divide, divides, trying to keep them you know, moving to a fresh pasture every three to four days, trying to you know, maximise performance. Look, at it's tricky this time of the year. Grass quality is declining. Um, really, they do okay from October, we'd say, up to, up to November. But after that, you can see the growth rates just decline and they just they just uh, maintain themselves, really. So the reseed is still great. It's just interesting because you wouldn't have had that big bulk of a yield to begin with. So as you said, like the permanent pasture is in, so the reseed, I suspect you must be near finished it as well. Yeah, just on the last paddock there, the, the fourth paddock. But um, look at the, we had a fairly mile back in. So we, the growth rates coming back was very good on the reseed. So we'll actually run them through a second rotation there if, if there's enough on it. But um, look, we'll be looking to see they'll probably be coming in just before Christmas there. Yeah, definitely. Growth had to be, growth rates had to be ahead of last year. Look, I suppose the ultimate one lads, for this is the yield is grand. How is that translated into land performance um, across the different crops and maybe relative to last year? So from the last two years, Kieran, looking at crops performing in the region, 120 to 150 grams um, a day. So the last two years, we're looking at the forage rate and higher basket. There was no real difference between them two groups. But the K lambs did grow, we'll say, scientifically um, slower than the other two groups, for 120 grams a day. So look, you're looking at only about 20, 30 grams in the difference. This year, we're looking, we're seeing similar growth rates. Um, the kale is actually up up ahead this year. Um, and the other two crops are, are below it, but still in the region of, you know, 150 grams up to about 180. To put this into context, then when you compare it to your indoor group on ad-lib concentrates, they'd be doing about 250 grams a day. So about 100 more. Okay. Okay, so there's that bit of a difference. Look, I suppose, lads, everything was going more or less to plan and you were probably ahead of last year, like in many ways, so you were up until the most recent week. The cold snap just kicked in. I suppose this happened, kicked in a wee bit for last week with the first bit of frost. And then we had a course this weekend now where it's, it's more permanently frozen. How have you adapted management to get through this period? Yeah, so it's, it's a tricky one, this one, Kieran, because look at the, the general guideline with brassica crops is you don't graze frozen brassicas. So if they're already on the crop, that's grand, but you don't give them a new break of a frozen crop. So I suppose last week when the frost arrived at first, that was okay. It was thawing out in the middle of the day and we could move them in the afternoon or the evening once it had thawed. But it's got to the stage now where, first of all, it's not thawing out during the day. And second of all, we've got some very severe frosts in Atenry. So Sunday night, Monday morning was, uh, I think we had the lowest temperature in the country at 7.2. And I also see in some of the weather data that it was down near eight minus 8 on Saturday night, Sunday. So that's really hard frost for those types of crops. Um, so look at last week we would have been monitoring the weather and we were, the decision was taken on Friday that we would give them I suppose a four day break so that we would hopefully get up past what was going to be a very cold weekend um, that worked we got up to yesterday over it so we did get extra you know, those extra few days but it didn't thaw 
yesterday. It hasn't taught again today. So what we've done is we've introduced silage and meal. And the lambs will stay on that now until we get such a period that the, that the crops thaw out and we can move them into a fresh break. Look, I really hit it wrong thing because you had another couple of weeks left out on that crop. But I suppose, Frank, the other concern will be, depending on how long this cold period stays in, has it had any lasting impact or long-lasting damage on those crops? Look, we won't know that until it thaws out. But standing in the field looking at it, it would be hard to see how it won't have an, a severe impact on it. The leaves do look quite wilted at the minute. Like I said, we've had a couple of very severe nights of frost, minus seven, nearly minus minus eight. The talk is we're going to have minus four or five later in the week. And the fact that the crop isn't getting a chance to tout again in the day it's remaining frozen, it is going to ha- affect the yield. It is going to affect the quality of it. What effect it is going to have in total, we won't know until we get it tawed out, until we see. But we'd be a little bit concerned now at the minute the way it's looking. Yeah, look, it's challenging. I suppose it just goes to highlight the fact you actually need a backup plan. As you said, look, you've introduced the silage. You had forage there anyway, but the silage yeah. meal has been introduced. Is the plan, depending on how that crop comes out of it, to keep that there? Or if the crop is severely damaged, exactly. you just pull plant? We'll have to see. So look, at, like you said, we were giving them straw. We pulled the straw and put in silage uh, Monday morning so that we could start adapting them onto the diet. We've put in meal as well so that if we do have to pull plant, they're already adapted onto a new diet and also they're getting something out, out in the field now where they've run out of crop. Yeah, we'll have to see if the crop is very, very badly damaged and not worth grazing, we will have to pull plant and just go into the shed and go on, on ad-lib concentrates. Our hope is that while we will have a bit of damage, it will be still grazable and while we're going to lose out on carrying capacity and performance that we thought we were going to get right into late January, that we'd still get something out of it, or at least get us into early January with it. But we just don't know. It really depends now on how long this cold spell goes on and how how severe the frost stays. You know, if we get more of those minus seven nights, it'll be hard to see it doing much for recovery, to be honest. And look, I suppose we have to put this in context. It is a trial. It's not necessarily what you do in a commercial farm set. You probably would leave in that extra concentrate. Yeah, you would. You would. And look, it has to be put into context too. This is owns doom and gloom, but you know, we've been sowing the crops down at Rice since 2018 and this is the first time we've had anything close to this problem. You know, we've had a couple of frosty nights where we wouldn't have been able to let the lambs out until the next, let the lambs into a fresh break in the morning, but it would be tall by the afternoon and then we could move them on. So this is the first time in those three or four years we've actually had this level of a problem and it's the coldest period of weather we've had since 2010 at this time of the year. So, you know, while it is, it does seem doom and gloom, it's not every year that it occurs, but, you know, it does go to show then you do need a backup plan. You do need to have the forage in with them so that they're used to it. And for most lads where they're feeding concentrates, well, yeah, it'll be easier to adapt them out of that crop then. Look, I think even within our settings, this cold stamp has thrown up its own challenges. Just, and it's perhaps go slightly back on the performance. You have like, yeah, this is year three of it. We might just take a quick snapshot, Frank or Mark, either is on what kind of carcass you're trying to put these lambs into level of finish on it and maybe in terms of the late lambs I know it's, you haven't fully analysed yet but how feasible is it do you think to carry a lot of those later hill lambs through on this crop or do you possibly need to be carrying them through on it for longer than what you've done on the study in that way? So look I'll let Mark talk about the, the carcass data in a minute but I think on the on the difference in the lamb weight so like we have purposely put light lambs on it to see how they do and, you know, consistently we've seen over the last two years and it's coming true again this year. And if we were able to stay going, we'll come through to be the same extent, I think, is that those heavier type lambs are much easier finished off the crop. Whereas the lighter lambs, those kind of 30 kilo lambs and less, they have a lot of growing to do before you get them up to a finishing, a finishing weight. And the feasibility of putting them onto a crop 
is hard to know. I think if you were putting it in as a crop that you'd say, well, I want to store them there and I'm happy enough to feed them ad-lib meals in, in February, March to get them finished. Well, then, yes, they will gain. They will put on frame. But as a case of trying to finish those lighter lambs, you would need an awful lot of crop and it reduces the amount of lambs you could carry compared to your, you know, your 35 kilo lamb that's going on to it that does perform quite well, particularly the crossbred lamb. Yeah, just thinking like at the growth rates mark code earlier, you know, your gain per week is quite low. I suppose, Frank, then maybe throw the question, will that performance hold right the way through or will it taper off? In other words, is that kind no, of growth rate, can you expect that to carry right through December, January? In a normal year? Yes, I suppose that be- in, in a normal year, Kieran, that is one of the advantages of these crops. The performance does seem to hold true. So what we generally see is the first few weeks' performance looks looks bad because there's a gut fill change and lambs are adapting onto the new diet. And once we get the kind of first three, four weeks out of the way, performance tends to hold reasonably steady right through. And that's, I suppose, its advantage over maybe having them on, on grass and so far as it's marked detail already. Once, once the weather gets wet and the utilisation drops, the grass performance really falls off a cliff in November, whereas these crops tend to hold the performance into December and January. But it's, you know, it's your 140, 150 grams a day. So you have to budget that that's what you'll be doing a day. It will be relatively consistent. But if you have a 25 or 30 kilo lamb, they're going to need a long time on that crop before they're up to their, their finishing weight. Yeah, you need, you need a realistic plan of what the kind of finish period is going to be on. Mark, just look, in terms of caracas, what have you been getting over the last couple of years? Mm. What have you been aiming for? I suppose, Kieran, we'll be aiming for uh, fringe spec carcass of between eight, 18 to 21 kilos. Um we're drafting the lambs about 45, 44, 45 kilos, and that's what we're getting. So we're getting 19 above each year. Um, in terms of fat scores, we're looking, you know, the, the lambs are weighed every two weeks. Their body condition scores as well. No lamb is sent if they're, if they're not fit. Um, so there would be adequate body fat on them. Uh, so we're looking at about, we aim for an R3, really, uh, for these types of lambs. Look, at we do get higher. Um but that's what that's what would be the aim, and that's what we're getting. So we'd be happy enough in in, in terms of in terms of the carcass that we are seeing from from the lens. Yeah, you, you mentioned the drafting weights there. Like you're, you're probably getting slightly higher kill out, less gut fill with the lambs on the crops than you are on the ones on the grass treatments. Yeah, definitely. So look, we're looking at about forty two, forty three percent for 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 the grass treatments. And just to note that there does be very few lambs drafted from these treatments. Like by the time they go around the rotation and come into this time of the year. You know, a lot of the lambs will have to be brought in to be finished. But in terms of the kill out in the crops, we're seeing similar levels of um, of kill out percentages to indoor finishing. So you're getting about 44%, which which is good. Um, this is coming back to, you know, the lambs are co- coming off the crop. They, they have, they are in good condition. So that's probably um, why we're seeing that. That's happening all thing come through. Look, lads, a challenging week ahead of you. Hopefully we'll see a talk coming in some stage, but it was good getting an update on the project at the moment. And look, hopefully we'll catch up with you when you have the whole lot pulled together. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Thanks Kieran. Kieran. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. A challenging week or two ahead for those grazing forage crops. We'll catch up again with Mark and Frank at a later date and get a full update on our project and the implications it has for finishing those light lambs. That's it for me for this episode. For updates on sheep programme, keep an eye on our Twitter page at Chagra Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe and tune in to future episodes.